broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Good morning, everyone. It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio show. It is the third Tuesday, which means we have the Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce with us in the studio today, and we have a full house Emma Folks is not with us today, but we got Dan Dunlop from Dan Dunlop Productions sitting in with Bruce Logue from the Corbell Group. Hey, good morning. Running the show. <laughs> Glad to be here. Who do we have with us today? Uh, today, we've got a great lineup. We've got uh, Sharon McMahon and Cindy Brown from uh, Same Sex Wedding Photographers. Uh, we've got Doug Roberts from Ameriprise Financial and Tony Kearney from Planned Parenthood Southeast. Awesome. So... Who are we going to talk to first today? Uh, first up, let's we're going to uh, talk to uh, Sharon and Cindy and learn a little bit about their uh, uh, wedding photographers. They're, they're a couple of wedding photographers who are in love. They're going <laughs> to talk a little bit about their love story, uh, but they're, they're photographers by craft, uh, and they're true storytellers at heart. So um, they're dedicated to documenting marriage equality one ceremony at a time. I guess that's our tagline here. Uh, They've been uh, civilly unionized uh, in Vermont. Uh, they got married in Connecticut, and uh, they renewed their vows here in Atlanta and love to share what they know about same-sex weddings with everybody today. Uh, so um, tell us a little bit about how you came up with the idea for Cindy and Sharon same-sex wedding photographers. I'll start off. This is Cindy. <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> this is Cindy. I went to a networking event, and there was a couple, a straight couple, who were there talking about the way that they had started their business based on their love for each other. So I thought, well, Sharon and I could do that, but we would have to take it in a little bit of a different direction. So we decided that we would create a brand that was focused uh, specifically on same-sex weddings. Great, great. Now, uh, how does Sh Cindy and Sharon's uh, same-sex wedding photographers uh, fit into your larger uh, Cindy Brown uh, photo brand? Okay. The C. Brown photo was the brand we started with um, in 2006. 2006. Thank you, dear. Um, <laughs> and we started that as a general business, weddings, portraits, corporate events, and we brought the same-sex wedding photographers in as a niche within that bigger brand. Um does that sound about right, Sharon? We wanted people to be able to find us awesome. because Cindy C. Brown photo, you can't, that doesn't signify that we're same-sex wedding photographers. Awesome, awesome. So so what have you learned uh, from same-sex wedding couples about uh, their vendor search? What have you learned about the vendor search, Sharon? Same-sex couples never thought that they would be able to get married, so they haven't thought about it for 20 years and a lot of couples don't even know where to start so we have um found that they the main thing that they want is to be comfortable and we've been through um a civil union we got married and we've already had a vow renewal so we know how your head spins when um when you're getting hitched <laughs> We like to think that we make people comfortable because they 
know that we've been there. That's great. I, you know, one thing I can say, I, I, I've had an opportunity to network with both of you ladies, and you definitely do make people feel comfortable and, and really appreciate that. So I want to ask a really important question, serious question. What's the best thing you've ever eaten at a wedding? That is definitely one of the perks of being a wedding photographer. We've eaten some of the best food in Atlanta and New York, <laughs> around the country. And Cindy has her own particular thing the best thing that she's ever eaten. But I have to say that whatever I'm eating at the time is my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a woman after my own heart, I'll tell you. <laughs> the, the food at weddings is definitely wonderful. My favorite food from any wedding ever is something that's called vegetarian Neapolitan. It was layers of vegetables with a red pepper coulis on top. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I'm wondering how exciting was it for you when marriage equality went across the board and uh, and what did that do for your business model or just your outlook on your business? I can't imagine how exciting that mm -hmm. of a day that must have been. I'm getting chills right now just thinking about how I felt that day. And we had just checked our laptop. There was no decision made that day. And a friend of mine from Mississippi called me right after that and she said congratulations they the decision came down and i was like all right and i was so i started crying and i was yelling and carrying on and um and i i was like where's cindy and i was like cindy cindy and she said I'm trying to make sure we've got all the batteries charged. She was ready. <laughs> she was ready to go down to Fulton County Courthouse and start taking pictures. Yeah. And that's what we did. That's we went first we went to Tent and Monroe where people were celebrating and we took photographs there. Then we went to the courthouse and took photographs of people going to get their licenses. Then we went across the street to, I, I guess, something that was... It was an auditorium. Okay. Anyway, it was where they were actually performing the ceremonies, and so we took photographs there. We, we created a story of one particular couple, beginning with them getting their licenses all the way through to them getting married that day. Yeah. I think, for me, when I think about your business as a same-sex couple taking photos, you know, you're always trying to capture the moments. You're always trying to capture the real story, the love story. You have such an advantage. Uh, so this, is, this may sound like a plug, but I think it's just, but it's just truth. You have such an advantage for other um, gay weddings because you understand those moments, the heart, and you're not there, uh, which some could be awkward. They don't know really what to do, but you guys, I think, bring a real credibility and I, I'm, I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for anyone who uses your services because they get the heart of things through you. So kudos to you for that, for having that that vision for that ahead of your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We no. love plugs. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your dream location to photograph a wedding? My dream location would be the coast of Greece. Oh, oh that would be a good one. <laughs> Oddly enough, I, I am ready to go to Puerto Rico or Costa Rica, and I'm going to take my bug spray with me. <laughs> I would, yeah. And sunscreen. Have you had a chance to, to do any shoots for any uh, a celebrity wedding so far? No celebrity weddings, but if we were 
to photograph a celebrity wedding. I would have loved to photograph Ellen and Portia. Oh, absolutely. I would have liked to photograph Emily Sayers of the Indigo Girls and um, her wife Tristan. So, how does it work when you're on when you're on the events? Are you both? Do you both have cameras? And so you're you're really we get two kind of two photographers for for one entity. That's pretty exciting. Uh, I I say that Cindy is the star because she has a lot more experience and I've learned a lot from her. She says that I just have the eye, but I'm a photographer too. And um, we both shoot just about every uh, event that we do and especially uh, same-sex weddings and weddings. That's true. And Sharon also brings... She keeps pointing at the microphone. I'm close enough to the microphone, I think. So Sharon brings her experience as a mental health therapist. Um, She's a behaviorist, and so she's able to anticipate what's going to happen. She can also provide counseling when needed. And and occasionally comedy, as I've seen here in the studio here today. She can provide comedy. Now, what other kind of uh, photography do you do? I know it's just not uh, uh, weddings. I I know you do other things. We photograph portraits. We photograph corporate events. Um, We do corporate headshots. And then I also do some personal documentary photography. A couple of days ago, I was down in Zebulon, Georgia, taking photographs of the rural south. I stopped and photographed a two-year-old birthday party just because it would be fun to photograph. So <laughs> You were driving along, you saw it, and decided to stop and see if they would mind if you shot some photos? Exactly. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Now, I, I know you have a, a, another role, a, a, another, uh, I guess, a, a company. Uh, your storytelling? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. We have a, a company that's called Seven Stories Video History, and what we do is we capture the stories typically of older adults. Um, The person who hires us is typically in their 50s. They have an aging parent, and they want to make sure that they're able to capture their personality and stories on video. And so we come and we do that. We edit it into a nice package. Great, great. Well, I'm lucky to be Facebook friends with both of you, but uh, for for the you know rest of our listeners, uh, tell us a little bit. What do you like to do when you're not taking photographs? We love to hike. We love to hike with our dog Rue. <laughs> and do you know? Speaking of the dogs, I see some great photographs. Is that also one of your passions to take uh, pet photography? Do you do any of that? We take pet photography. <laughs> photos of our own dog we take other photos occasionally but we haven't made um a business out of it although another member of the aglcc um has asked us to help her perhaps start pet photography along with her dog walking services i think that's a great idea i have a new puppy so you know (laughs) i'm all thinking like when's the family portrait come you know so there you go that's it's like having a new baby in the house yeah well, Cindy and Sharon, thank you so much for, for telling us about yourselves, and uh, we, we wish you the best of luck. Good. It is also great to have in the studio with us today Doug Roberts. Uh, Doug is a financial advisor with Ameriprise. He is no stranger to the AGLCC. He is one of our 
um, what we call one of our wonderful, amazing allies. And uh, I just love the blendedness that happens within the AGLCC. You know, we don't take a, a count on who's gay, who's straight, but, but we're aligned together because of common values and objectives and, and love for, for doing great business with great people. And Doug is one of those, one of those guys. And uh, we, I've, uh, we actually, his business hosted one of our fourth Fridays not too long ago when we got to see his place and they fed us extremely well and uh, had a great time. But Doug, it is so good to have you in the studio here today. Um, maybe I could just kind of launch by asking this. I think sometimes people get confused by what is a financial advisor and what's a financial planner? You know, and I, I know which one you are, but what is that difference? Sure, absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you for outing me. I was trying to blend in. Now I'm outed as an ally. No, I'm, I'm very proud to be an ally with this organization. I've had just a wonderful time getting to know a lot of the members and including the networking, as you mentioned, we hosted one of them recently. A financial planner is somebody that helps you define what your goals are, what you need to do to get there, and designs everything around reaching that goal. An investment advisor says, let's say, make some money. Let's put some money in this stock or that stock with no real goal in mind. And so what I prefer to do is be able to design portfolios and investments and insurance and all those other things around what the goals are. Right. I think it's a better way to go. Right, right. And who should work with a financial advisor? I mean, maybe some people have one, but maybe many of don't. Um, you know, who is your, who is that, who is that good candidate for you for as a client? So that's a great question. Um, many people don't understand if they're ready to work with a financial planner or not. Do I have enough assets? Do I have enough income? Where I draw the line with my practice is somebody that's serious about wanting to save for their future and make their retirement more comfortable than it might otherwise be. And they have some discretionary income. In, in the first few years of my business, I did a lot of credit counseling sessions where people would come in and we'd talk about which credit card they'd have to pay off first or the higher interest rate or all of that. And over the years, obviously, my business transitioned. I love to work with people that are able to systematically save and more importantly, are very interested in it. Right. I think that's a real key because some might think I have to have thousands in order to start even have that conversation. But you you say take me back when uh, when you have when you want a plan and uh, maybe you've got some debt and those kinds of things but to get on the right track i i see that as one of your strengths what what is interesting is the average age of a client that works with a financial advisor is in their late 50s or early 60s and my average age of my client is 44 and one because i enjoy working with people that are younger that are saving because i get to make more of a difference in what their retirement outcome is going to be. Somebody comes to me two years from retirement and says, all right, let's make some magic happen. It's much more challenging than if they're in their mid-30s earning a good income and maybe spending too much on a bottle of wine at dinner or something and wants to be able to save a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I would imagine those, those 40-year-olds that start with you stay with you. And, uh, and they kind of grow old with you. I think that's we, exciting. We have a pretty good retention rate. I've got some great staff. I think some of my clients like them more than me, but together we all make it work. <laughs> well, I've met a lot of your staff, and they are they are extension of your personality. 
this this is this man is one of the most voracious energy. He walks in the room and everyone knows it, and uh, <laughs> and your staff is just like that. So I can see why walking into your place is is not the uh, oh god, we gotta have to go have a meeting with a financial advisor. But it's, it's like it's welcome not like, family. It's not like a doctor's visit, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I have a question. Why did you Why did you join the uh, AGLCC? When I was growing up, I grew up in very conservative Dallas, Texas, and I hung out with a lot of people that thought a certain way and acted a certain way, and there wasn't a lot of diversity in my life. And about 11 years ago, I met a gentleman named T.J. Hines, who's been a friend of mine and now a co-worker that, who is gay, showed me what diversity is all about. And he had joined the AGLCC and Pride and For the Kid and all of us, some of the charities we're involved with. I have enjoyed expanding my horizons. And I, I love the fact that for me, first and foremost, the AGLCC is about openness. Yeah. Every, there's no judgments. You come in, whatever business you have, it, it's all about getting to know people. Good. And have you seen an impact to your business as a result of that openness and being a part of a, being a member now? Well, there's obviously personal growth. Yeah. I'm, I'm much more comfortable with the person I am now than who I was in my mid twenties, for example. Um, but I have made fantastic relationships, um, with members of the AGLCC. I refer business back and forth. God help me. If I ever find a home that I need to buy or sell, I know I'm going to be going to Bruce for that. <laughs> no, well, doubt. Thank you. no doubt. Um, but I've also picked up several clients and, and working with same sex clients is just fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I'm sure speaking of that, I'm sure within your, your, uh, portfolio, you have some amazing success stories. Do you, anyone come to mind, uh, one or two that would, uh, say, Hey, that's a, that's a, been a great example of what your services have made a difference for somebody. Yes, I think I think there's two examples, and none of them have to do anything with investments or investment returns. Um, I'd been working with a couple for about eight or nine years. The husband had a nice job. The wife stayed at home. They were saving. They'd paid off their home. They'd done all the different things they're supposed to do, and he dies suddenly two years before retirement. Of course, he was the one that handled all the bills, paid everything, so she was absolutely clueless. So to be able to help her, we've got the life insurance in for us we talked about. We've got the wills in place. Uh, we've got the pension set up. We've got this big portfolio. The home's paid off. Um, she has since remarried. will never run out of money and doesn't worry about money as an issue anymore, which unfortunately doesn't always happen when a spouse passes away. The second example is a client of mine that was diagnosed with some pretty serious cancer. And I'd also worked with them for 10 or 11 years. And they have a very large family, wonderful family, but they have six children. And then when they'd have each of their children, I would have them add more life insurance. They said, well, Doug, do we need to buy it from you or do we need to buy it from any place? And I said, just get it. Just get the coverage in place. And they did. So she's got almost 1.8 million in life insurance. And if anything does happen to her, the family and all the children are going to be able to go to college. The husband's going to be able to retire at some point. And it, you know, money isn't to fix it for everything, but it certainly can make a difference when something like that happens to a family. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it's amazing to me. I know that when, you know, getting to the real core of finances with people, that's the most personal it gets sometimes, you know, apart from, you know, our own DNA wiring, but that, that, 
that core of finances, you know, uh, is very, very defined within us. And I think it takes a quality of trust. Have you found that your clients trust you uh, for those kinds of decisions, but also trust you with a lot of life decisions? I'm sure you become counselor as well at times. There is a lot of counseling. There's a lot of behavioral ideas in there, being able to control clients' behaviors. But it is all about trust. If you can't build the trust, whether it's in a real estate transaction or a personal financial planning relationship, or someone's going to take pictures that you're going to remember for the rest of your lives, it's very difficult to do what we do for people to follow the advice. So trust is critical. Well, Doug, uh, I also had a chance to uh, get to know you through through various uh, networking uh, uh, activities. And one thing I do know about you is that you have a, a giver's heart. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're involved with where, you know, you, Doug Roberts, uh, uh, where your group really, you know, gives back to the community. And, and I know some, you know, not only the AGLCC, which you're an active member, but I know that uh, you're, you're, you know, I know TJ is actively involved with Pride uh, and uh, uh, for the for the child and for the kid and all of us, is that is that the right? Yes, yes. So so we're we're all involved in several different charitable organizations. One of my favorite, as I mentioned, is for the kid and all of us, which is nominated for an award at the AGLCC annual dinner coming up this weekend. But they do such a wonderful job, and everyone I'm sure has heard of the annual toy party. And there's so much behind the scenes, guys. You have no idea what it takes to take the America's Mart from a dry, boring chamber of commerce and make it fabulous. Yeah. And it is. <laughs> so so we we all get a great deal of satisfaction out of that. We we spend a lot of time helping our clients. We build, to your point, wonderful relationships with them. We've got one client in the hospital with 20% function in her heart, and she really wanted to tweak some things with her will. So we're kind of going to go up there and help her out uh, with an attorney to get that stuff taken care of at a hospital bed. So sometimes that's what it takes. So we we just really enjoy giving back to the community, whether or not we're hosting an AGLCC event, uh, attending the Fourth Fridays, or some of the other charitable organizations we belong to. Well, Doug, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great to, to learn a little bit about your business and about yourself personally. Thank you. Well, I'm excited about our, our next guest. Our next guest is the 2015 recipient of the Guardian Angel Award from the AGLCC. So I'd like to introduce Ter- Tony Kearney of Planned Parenthood Southeast. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm good, Bruce. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks. Well, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about what you do for Planned Parenthood? Uh, about a year and a half ago, I um, got this position as Director of Strategic Partnerships. So I work with our affiliate, which is in Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, trying to find partners who want to work with us. And of course, it's Alabama, Mississippi. So, you know, a lot of times it's really rough to find people who want to partner with with Planned Parenthood, but it's a challenge that's worth it. Great, great. Now, I I understand that you also have a a giver's heart. Uh, What causes uh, are near and dear to to your heart here in Atlanta? Wow. Um, (laughs) A (laughs) A lot. Tough question, right? Um, I used to work at University of Georgia, and so I did a lot of um, service here in Atlanta. I would bring students to the AIDS Walk every year. We bring UGA, UGA buses, probably like two or three, full of students who had collected money from their friends and, and relatives and brought brought them to the AIDS Walk. Um, Boy Baton AIDS Foundation is a big one in Athens, Georgia that I kind of helped start, which is a 
We call it Mardi Gras and Halloween mashed together. About 800 people come together every April and raise money for AIDS Athens. Um, I used to be a member of the Armorettes, and so for 10 years I raised uh, money for people living with HIV and AIDS. And Atlanta Pride, I used to be a board member and entertainment chair, so I like to keep busy. Right now I'm kind of laying low a little bit, but great, great. Well, you you, you said said uh, one of the key words. So tell me a little bit about Wild Cherry Secret. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> a monster that I created many years ago. <laughs> they will never die. No, <laughs> it's just a a character I created uh, in the late in the mid '90s in Athens uh, at this event called Boy Town AIDS Foundation. I would host their big party every year, and so it's kind of grown into um, a member of the Armorettes. And recently, we filmed um, with four other local performers. We filmed a pilot for. A, reality show called Atlanta's a drag. Um, <laughs> so it follows five men who happen to do drag in, the, in their lives and their stories. That's great. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about that. That That's really interesting. <laughs> I'd love to. Uh, it was in, I think mid July, we came together. There was five of us. Um, you may know some of them, Charlie Brown and Bubba Delicious, who are very known entities here and Violet Chachki, who actually won RuPaul's Drag Race a couple years ago. And we have a new cast member who's, who's new to the drag scene. So for two days, one uh, Saturday, we basically filmed as men and had dinners and fabulous lunches and um, lots of drinking took place. And then on Sunday, we actually filmed in drag the entire day. And so they're right now pretty much editing. We actually have a, a, a teaser on YouTube. If you look up Atlanta's a drag, you'll find a two-minute teaser for the pilot. So you're you're still active in the drag community? I wasn't. <laughs> in 2010, I kind of had a funeral. I don't know if you remember, Oprah kind of left TV. Michael Jackson had died. And so I decided I would have my own funeral. So we got a gold casket. We had an actual funeral at the jungle, about 250 people. And we raised money for local AIDS charities. And I pretty much killed the character. Um, as an armorette, uh, I, I retired. And so after that, I kind of just did uh, things that I wanted to do. So I would just pop out occasionally. Um, this reality show came about and they needed me to be working somewhere. So um, there's a new show at the jungle on Sundays called Cherry Bomb that I host. And so if the show gets picked up, we'll have a, a show where they can actually do filming of, you know, a live drag show with us in it. I can't imagine the show is not going to be picked up. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yes, come on, yes. really? It's, it's, <laughs> we're entertained here just to hear about it. See. Um, the, camera, the couple of camera, cameramen that we had worked for Real Housewives of Atlanta. And at the oh. end of the shoot on Sunday, they pulled me over and they were like, man, or woman, at that point I was in drag. <laughs> this is hilarious. The, the difference is that they're very scripted and we basically give you five topics and you've sat here and had dinner for two and a half hours and kept us in stitches without us prompting you or stopping you or anything like that. So we're hopeful. Yeah. So. Did it change did it change your um your persona or your your character from being on on uh, cameras rolling? It was different. Um <laughs> it's it's just a different world. You kind of hurry up to wait. Everything was hurry up to wait. So you got dressed, you did your, th your thing and then you sat there and wait. Waited a lot more than just a regular show where you kind of keep it going. Yeah. Great, great. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, uh your reaction uh to winning uh the uh award last year from the AGLCC? I was quite embarrassed, actually. Oh, um, I'm not one of those people who does anything for for a, a trophy or a plaque or anything like that. I just I just do. If you know my mother, you know exactly where I got it from. I mean, I've been doing service since I was like 10 years old. So it's just one of those things. And so when they called me and said I was nominated, I was like, oh, that's great. And it was really bad because um, I hadn't been involved enough with AGLCC. So I, I mean, when that happened, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go to the dinner and have a good time. And it was the first award and they said my name and I was like, I almost said the word I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So I had to get up there and speak. And I'm not really, really good with 
Tony off the cuff. While Cherry can get on a microphone and just make you laugh forever, but sometimes I'm just kind of like uh, freaking out. So I'm in front of this room of people that I knew a lot of the faces from things I've done in Atlanta, but it was just very awkward. And so, I mean, I was very excited to get it, but I didn't know it was going to require me to do something more this year, like host the entire show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought I could just come and give my award and have my wine and be happy. Yeah, th- this year uh, you are going to be uh, the MC for the mm-hmm. uh, awards dinner. So what can we expect from you this Friday? <laughs> well, Jack Kinley expects a lot. Um, <laughs> he actually... When he asked me to do it, he's like, well, you know, it's like a two-hour dinner awards. How about Wild Cherry come out halfway through? And I'm like, so do you think I can just snap my fingers and this person appears? And so um, he said he would give me a couple of Cosmos to get me going. So, And then I saw the script that was like 20 pages. So I was like, I don't know if I should be drinking that much. So um, you'll get a little flair. I mean, what comes out of my mouth is Tony, is Wild Cherry. It's the same person. It's just no hair or hair. It's that That's the big difference. <laughs> So well, you'll, you'll have some laughs in there. It's going to be a lot of fun, no doubt. And we're excited about that. And to, so you, you belong on that stage. You won the award last year. So this year you're, you're hosting the show. And I think it's going to be pretty exciting. We're, we are just about sold out. Uh, oh, wow. In fact, we're, we're, we're almost calling it sold out. We have maybe just a scattering of tickets left. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's still some time to get some tickets. Just a little plug right, on that. Right, but right. Nice. But uh, come and see Tony. <laughs> Absolutely. Come and see the winners. Huh? <laughs> yeah. awesome. I'm not promising you Ellen. Like <laughs> well, well, thank you very much, Tony. Uh, sure. Uh, great, to, great to have you with us, and we're really uh, looking uh, forward to our, our our dinner this week. And uh, I hope, hope you guys are, are planning to be there as well. So, uh, Dan, uh, I'm not sure if our our listeners know this. I don't think we announced it at the very beginning of the show, but uh, Dan, uh, we're delighted to have as our newly appointed vice president of the Atlanta Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. So, what? Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> that's a, a, a great role. You are are going to be a phenomenal in that capacity. Um, but you are also uh, the chairperson for our uh, events. Yes. And uh, you are very involved with the putting the awards dinner together. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what we can expect on Friday? The AGLCC does things in a whole different way, you know, and uh, it's, it, this is not your grandmother's awards dinner. This, this is, this is the kind you come and whether you're getting an award or not, who cares? It's a great time. Um, we're starting off with this uh, cocktail hour. Um, and uh, well, I'll tell you about the entertainment about that cocktail hour in just a minute, but we're starting with the cocktail hour at six 30 and that rolls into the dinner and uh, dinner with hosted by uh, emceed by Tony, who's going to keep things just, I'm sure, at right on the edge of just uh, seriousness and hilarity all at the same time. But uh, it's going to be great because we're going to be recognizing some amazing people uh, within our ranks. You know, uh, business person of the year, businessman of the year, businesswoman of the year, business of the year, and some really important, um, I would say, um, awards that really attribute success to what has happened in this past calendar year with the AGLCC and. In addition to that, we're going to be recognizing, and these are already known, but uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award winner and uh, the AGLCC Vanguard Award. And uh, these are just amazing tributes to some outstanding people who are really making a difference. Uh, Paul uh, Plate from uh, will be receiving the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, as well as uh, Celise Berry will be receiving the AGLCC Vanguard Award. And these, just to hear these two uh, and hear about their stories, it's just going to be so enlightening. I think it's going to be just um, 
almost mesmerizing for us to hear uh, the achievement of these two and just the tradition that goes on and on with with these important awards. But we've got some great people to be recognizing and a lot of surprises. And um, I think along the way, we're doing this live auction, Tony. And when you get to that page in your script, you'll figure <laughs> that out. But we have an amazing opportunity, one of uh, Nomas Katina, um, uh, well-known. They're members of the AGLCC. They are donating their vacation property in uh, Puerto Vallarta, I believe, Vallarta. And this, this, I mean, this comes with a chef. It comes with like, you know, uh, seven bedrooms. I mean, it's the place. And we're going to do a live auction there at the dinner for that property. So bring your checkbooks, folks. You're going to get a deal and a steal. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Great. Yeah. great. Well, uh, you mentioned that uh, Paul Plate, uh, yeah. with, uh, he's a executive director of Positive Impact, is going to be getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. Salise Berry uh, of Out Equal um, is going to be getting the uh, Vanguard Award. Uh, but I understand that there's one more auction item. Um, it's registration to Out and Equal's Workplace Summit in Orlando, in Orlando. from uh, right. October 4th to yeah. 7th. So, uh, and then a signed copy of From Closet to Corner Office and a Power Lunch with Salise Berry. Yeah, so right. again, we've got some great, great auction right. items. This yeah. Year. Yeah, that's a big part of it too. So this uh, silent auction takes place uh, throughout the dinner, and uh, I know there's 40, 50 some items, and uh, all for. In fact, Jack Kinley, our president, uh, has you know he's an artist, and so he has crafted this original piece, and so I'm kind of excited to see what he's been working on for the last several weeks. And it, this is the first time we've had the live auction at one yeah. of our events. So, yeah. So this yeah. is all all brand new to us. I so. know. It's, it, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Night. Then it ends with a with an after party with a DJ and dance time and. It's just going to be a great night. So, like I said, we'll have uh, lots of fun along the way, and just just uh, celebrating success, celebrating uh, our community, and uh, Tony's going to keep things rolling. I I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, Dan, I understand that today is a very important day for you. It is. Uh, so, you want to tell us a little bit about yeah. that? So. Yeah. Well, the back quick backstory is uh, my production company. Um, you know, we do a lot of live event and as well as video production and all things related to you know gatherings and we or we mostly procure talent and entertainment for our events but today marks the uh, launch of our entertainment division and uh, we are launching um what i i'm believing will be one of atlanta's premier r&b bands um i mean true to r&b form soul jazz funk and uh we have been handpicking some of the best of the best musicians across Atlanta for this band, the GNS band, Music for the Grown and Sexy. And, uh, and uh, we are premiering that tonight uh, uh, at uh, Terminal West in the King Plow Center there in West Midtown. And that's at 7 o'clock. And you know what? We, at this point, we're saying, you want to come? Come. Come and join us for a free show. First drinks on us. And uh, help us just raise it a glass to to uh, celebrating the GNS band and uh it's going to be a lot of fun. So even on a Tuesday night, are we allowed to have fun on a Tuesday night? I think hey, absolutely. so. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you have any surprises that you want to talk about for the uh, awards dinner? Um, yeah, I know. Well, so uh, we're calling it premier, premier Week. And so the band is going to be showing up at the cocktail hour uh, prior to the dinner. And so, you know, most places, like I said, not your grandmother's award <laughs> show. You come to a cocktail. There's a live band for the cocktail hour. I mean, we're starting with the bang, and we're just going to keep keep He's surfacing going. from there. So we're excited to be back there for for that show as well. So uh, Tuesday and Friday. So anyway, those who don't get to see us tonight can certainly uh, still get tickets and come Friday to to the awards dinner. Great, great. 
Wow, man, this has been a great show and the time goes by so fast. <laughs> Make sure I want to throw a shout out to an AGLCC member, uh, Liz Coven over at Vivid Salon in Morningside. They just renovated their salon. It looks fantastic. I've seen photos, haven't been in it yet, but they're friends of the show. So if you mention Radio X when you walk in for your first appointment, you get 50% off. And for wow. some of those things that they do over there, there's that's a really nice opportunity. So make sure that you go check out the the vivid salon and mention radio x when you do that and you'll get 50 percent off that first appointment so great people over there yes and i know a really really good real estate agent in the room too <laughs> that's right what's <laughs> yeah, going on I with corbell because there was a house on my cul-de-sac that went up for sale friday and closed on monday oh it's full it's, price offer it's it's crazy uh that's that happened with the last uh the last listing that i had uh i was getting calls within uh, 15 20 minutes after the listing went live i was receiving offers full price offers that evening and we went under contract uh full price uh, in less than 24 hours so yeah the inventory That's is tall still cotton. very very low especially you know uh, houses are one thing but uh, the condo market is just incredible um you know it, it, right now one of the uh uh experiences that we're having are that uh rentals you know the the rental the the uh, uh vacancy rate is 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 just ridiculous so uh you know they're uh, for a, a one bedroom uh apartment uh that's a, a luxury type apartment in atlanta you're looking at upwards of a thousand dollars a month just for the rent payment so it makes perfect sense to to really consider uh to buy a condo you know, if you're experiencing that. So. Still a little bit of time left before rates go up, sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess they're thinking maybe after the first of the year. So if you can get in you know, they've now, been, do it. Absolutely. They've been talking about the rates going up. It's uh, surprising that it hasn't. You know, we we, we keep hearing that from all our, our lenders. And, uh, it, you know, one of these days that's going to happen. So, you know, and, and if you buy now, you know, you're, the, the values of the property, the prices are going to continue to go up. So, you know, the sooner you buy, uh, the more value you can get for your money. Anything else that we need to throw out there from anybody as far as events coming up that they want folks to know about or any final thoughts before we let you all get back to your day? Well, it's been a pleasure being a partner with AGLCC through the show here. We look forward to having you all in here every month. And we hope you turn around and share our uh, podcast when it comes out. Go over to the upper left-hand corner of the show page. There's an Apple logo there takes you to the podcast where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives and you can subscribe to us. And that way, each week when the new episode comes out, it's downloaded straight to your device and you can check it out whenever it's convenient for you. And click share, put it out on LinkedIn, put it out on Facebook, let folks know about all these things that are going on. Make sure you get registered to come out to the awards ceremony coming up later this week. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome event. I really appreciate having you all around. It's been a great group of people, man. I've really enjoyed everybody that's come through the studio. Hey, we love being here. Thank you. Yeah, I sure do. But everybody out there who's made us a part of your day today, we want to say thanks so much. Everybody here in the studio, thanks for making time to be here. We look forward to catching up with you all here in a few weeks. Talk to you soon.